Welcome to Bradley's Micro Board Review, where we try to make your board's review for microbiology a little less painful. But, I mean, we're not magicians or anything. This still sucks. Mucormycosis is a disease caused by many fungi in the order Mucorales that all cause similar disease in humans and all appear similarly. These fungi only exist in a single form, and this looks like ribbons in the tissue. These hyphae are coeonocinic or non-septated, non-pigmented, broad, and irregularly branched, often over 90 degrees. The most common species is Rhizopus arhysis, which is a common bread mold. So don't pinch off any mold you see on your bread and keep eating the bread. Anytime you see fungi on your food, be sure, super safe for you and your family and just throw everything away. I mean, throw the food away, throw the refrigerator away, throw the house away, move to Idaho. Safe. Nothing exciting happens in Idaho, right? Unless you're a potato. Many of these fungi in the order Mucorales have a super cool virulence factor called ketone reductase. This allows the fungi to take ketones and use it to survive in environments with high sugar, low pH. This means that patients who are diabetic, and particularly when they experience diabetic ketoacidosis, are particularly at risk at acquiring this infection. Patients who have a compromised immune system like those with neutropenia or patients who take glucocorticoids are also at increased risk for acquiring this infection. This infection is usually transmitted through the inhalation of sporangiospores into the nasal cavity or lungs. It can also be ingested and potentially affect the nasopharyngeal cavity. And finally, it can be directly inoculated into wounds. Patients with mucormycosis typically present with rhinocerebral mucormycosis. This starts as a case of acute rhinosinusitis and quickly progresses and invades all the contiguous structures, causing necrosis and the formation of a black ischar. This intense tissue destruction can cross the cribriform plate and invade the frontal lobe of the brain, causing thrombosis, abscess formation, and or cerebral infarction. Mortality most often occurs when diagnosis is delayed and appropriate antifungal medications are not given. The mortality rate of this manifestation is around 50%. Pulmonary mucormycosis is a less common manifestation and presents as an angioinvasive pneumonia. It is typically misdiagnosed as an infection of aspergillus species. This manifestation is most common in patients with neutropenia. The mortality rate is around 87%. Cutaneous mucormycosis can occur when a seemingly teeny tiny wound is directly inoculated by spores, which can cause cellulitis. Dissemination of the fungus can affect the gastrointestinal tract, kidneys, or CNS. Prognosis is incredibly poor if dissemination occurs. Therefore, treatment should begin immediately once determined to prevent that possibility. Treatment will require immediate aggressive surgical debridement and elimination of the predisposing factors like discontinuing glucocorticoids or correcting the metabolic acidosis or neutropenia need to occur as well. Intravenous amphotericin B should be initiated. Now let's take all that knowledge and bring it to the boards.
A 17-year-old female presents to the emergency department with a toothache on the left side of her face for seven days. Vital signs reveal a temperature of 98 degrees Fahrenheit, a blood pressure of 116 over 74, a pulse of 126, and a respiratory rate of 24. Physical examination reveals pain, swelling, and a bluish-black discoloration on the left side of the face with periorbital edema with purulent discharge. Nasal discharge was cultured on Savaran's auger, which grew a monomorphic coeonocinic fungi that was broad and ribbon-like. What is the most likely risk factor that would predispose this patient to acquiring this infection? Is it A, lives in the Mississippi River Valley, B, lipid transfusion, C, lives in Arizona, or D, type 1 diabetes mellitus? First, diagnose the patient. This patient is presenting with tachycardia and facial pain, swelling that seems to be pushing on the eye. The blue-black discoloration is probably a sign of necrosis and or ecchymosis. Culture on Sabaran's auger would indicate a fungal organism, and it's monomorphic, so all dimorphic fungi can be eliminated from the differential. It's coeonocinic, non-pigmented, this is, I can tell from the image that was, was attached, which doesn't translate to podcasting. The image also shows irregular branching. With the clinical picture and the fungal characteristics, this patient most likely has rhinocerebral mucormycosis. Choice A, patients who live in the Mississippi and Ohio River valleys, which is really just everything east of the Mississippi River, are particularly susceptible to acquiring Blastomyces dermatitidis, which would present with skin manifestations that are painless, papular, pustular, ulcerative lesions with raised serpentinous borders. Our patient is presenting with a much more acute tissue necrotic and invasive symptoms. This fungi would also be dimorphic with a broad-based budding yeast. Choice B, lipid infusions cause patients to be more susceptible to malazasia for fur, which causes petriasis versicolor. This organism loves to eat the fats on the skin, so lipid transfusions is just more food for this organism. This will cause the destruction of melanocytes and causes hypopigmentation in irregular, well-demarcated macules, which is absolutely not what is happening to our patient. Living in Arizona would make the patient more susceptible to acquiring coccidioides species infections that can uh, manifest as erythema nodosum, or desert bumps, which would present as painful red subcutaneous nodules in the shins and knees, which is caused by a type 4 hypersensitivity reaction to the capsular antigens. However, this organism is a dimorphic fungi, and that is a yeast cell at human body temp, and at slightly cooler temperatures, it will form spherules filled with endospores. Choice D, patients who have diabetes mellitus can enter into diabetic ketoacidosis. This high sugar, low pH environment is wonderful for certain fungi in the mucorales order. These organisms have a virulence factor called ketone reductase, which helps them thrive in this environment. Therefore, the correct answer is D, type 1 diabetes mellitus. You can find our study calendar, a guide on how to study microbiology specifically for the boards, our contact email address, and references used to make this episode at thebradleylab.wordpress.com. 
If you found an error or would like to discuss any of this information, please leave us a voice message in the show notes. If you appreciated this episode, please subscribe and tell a friend. This podcast is now available on Apple Podcasts, and it would be a big help for us if you could submit a review. This podcast was written and edited by me, Jillian Bradley. See you tomorrow.